now to Numbers 13, and I'm just going to narrate a little bit of the story for the sake of time. And this story is from a man named Caleb and Joshua. Many of you have heard that story before. But I want to ask you this, that as you hear this story, come now with an open mind, with an open heart. That whatever you have learned in the past about this story, just put it aside for a minute and let the spirit minister to your heart right now. Let the spirit be the one that, that impregnates in you his word, his love. Amen. So the story goes like this. Moses was about to send the spies to spy out the land of Canaan. But here's the interesting thing. That God had already promised them, hey, I'm giving you this land. A land that flows with milk and honey. A land with wells you did not dig, vineyards you did not plant, and houses you did not build. And I believe that today the Lord is telling us today that he has given us this land. It's all done, my friend. But just like the spies doubted, sometimes we go through that in life. Your father understands that. He created us. Therefore, he understands our heart. He understands that sometimes we need that extra uh, uh, encouragement. Amen? But in every atmosphere of doubt, there will always be men and women of great faith. Amen? In every fear of lack, there will always be men and women that the Lord rise up with great provision. In every atmosphere of depletion and sickness, the Lord will always rise. A man and woman that say, hey, you know what? It's time that the children of God be walking in health, strength, and might. Why? Because only the strong can make others strong. Only the happy can make others happy. Only those that are forgiven can forgive others. Know this, that our Lord is going to start establishing a new way of living, which he has already, but it's, it's like, it's, it goes like this. One thing is to, knew, to know that we have life and hear it, and it's totally different for you to know it in your heart. Walk in that. One thing is knowing, yeah, Jesus by his stripe, he healed me, but it's another thing that said, man, I am healed. I am healing. Amen. It's not enough to just know it from you. We must experience that. And when that happens, now we can be a great attribute of a great help to others. Amen. So now here Moses goes, sends out the spies, the 12 spies. And along those spies was two men, Caleb and Joshua. And they go to the land. They, they scout out the land. They bring a big a cluster of grapes. They said that they had to carry between two people. I was talking with my wife about that. And I was like, man, imagine if me and you had to go to the supermarket, I told my wife. And we come back with a big cluster of grapes and both of us had to carry it on a pole. Man, that thing was fruitful. This land was abundant. Amen. And so here they come now after 40 days. Man, I'm telling you right now that I've studied and been around things for, for maybe an hour a day. I've never, I never had to study anything or look at anything for 40 days. But again, <laughs> and I've asked permission, okay? It's like my wife is like this. She'll go to the store for years almost. And every time she comes back, it's always, man, look at this, look at that. And I'm like, man, you've been already there like... A bazillion times. But it's like she can go there over and over and it's like brand new. 
And here these people were discovering a new land that had already been given to them. It's not like they, they needed to try to get it. It was theirs. So here they come. Now picture this scene with me. All the people are back. Caleb and Moses is a, is a part of them. And it's a scene just like this. Imagine, we're all there. We're all the Israelites. And here come uh, me and my brother Glenn. We're coming in here. And, and boom, Moses is right here. And we're about to start talking about the land. And that's what was going on with these people. They came back, and now we pick up the story there in verse 27. Numbers 13, verse 27. Then they told him, referring to Moses, and said, We went to the land where you sent us. To, where you sent us. It truly flows with milk and honey, and this is its fruit. Nevertheless, the people who dwell in the land are strong. The cities are fortified and very large. Moreover, we saw the descendants of Anak there. The Amalekites dwell in the land of the south. The Hittites, the Jebusites, the Amorites dwell in the mountains. And the Canaanites dwell by the sea and along the banks of the Jordan. You know, that's something interesting to notice there. Here they just went and saw a precious land. Fruitful. Large. And all they can see is the struggle that's in front of them. You know how interesting we are as people. It's like we can be those people that you can show them a big, big white paper, but they'll spot the very little black dot. And they'll say, but look at that little black dot. When they got that whole thing to enjoy, but they'll just focus on that one thing. And I'm telling you right now that that is one of the decepts of the enemy. It's like the Lord has given us this whole world to take control and dominion. But we always say, man, nevertheless, I don't know if I can achieve that success at school. Man, yeah, things are okay here. But nevertheless, man, I live in Flagstaff, but I don't know. It's too expensive here, man. Nevertheless, I don't know if my kids are going to be able to succeed in school. I mean, look at the, the situation out there. Nevertheless, man, it's time that we make a funeral and bury that word nevertheless. Amen? And start saying, like Caleb said here in verse 30, it says, then Caleb quieted the people. And I was studying that word. That word is like he said, shut up. And sometimes we got to do that. In our own lives. You men and, and fathers and husbands and pastors and leaders in this place. Sometimes in my home, I got to be like, hey, you know what, wife? You know, this TV show is on, but, man, we can't watch that. It's not good for our kids. You know, hey, you know what, things are not looking good at work, but hey, you know what, it's going to succeed. Why? Because it's in my Lord's best interest that I succeed. He has his image on me. He has his stamp on me, so he will never let me down. Amen? Isaiah 54 says, no weapon formed against you shall prosper. Listen to that. No weapon, no thing, nothing formed against you shall prosper. But there's a catch there. It's not saying that they won't be formed. But this is our hope, that it will not prosper. No way, no how. Amen? So then Caleb goes like this. Then Caleb quieted the people before Moses and said, let us go up at once and take possession. For we are well able to overcome it. Wow. Man, what a spirit. That's why I was just saying. 
that in the midst of whatever's going on in this world, the Lord is rising us up now. And perhaps in the eyes of the world, we might seem like few. But in the eyes of God, which is the real reality, we are many people. We are the great multitude that now is going to be bold enough, courageous enough to say, you know what? Let us go up at once. And take note of that. You and I, we're meant to be going up. We're not, we're not meant to go down. We're not meant to be looking around at our circumstances. No, you and I, the children, the man and woman of God, we're meant to always be looking up. Fix our eyes on Christ. Amen. The author and finisher of our faith. And see how great of things he will do for you. Amen. But sure enough, there you go. The people just weren't happy with that. And they started telling Moses, hey, man, we can't do it. These people are too strong. These people are too big. Look, look at that. These circumstances are too hard. And many of us are like that sometimes. But the Lord steps us out in faith. And then we're like, man, then we start counting the cost. Like, oh, man, I don't know. I don't know if I have enough time. You know, I got to make money. I got to work. Man, I don't know. All my children have a lot of activities and all my schedule is full. We start counting. We start saying, I don't know. Amen? But look at the response of Caleb and Joshua. That in the midst of their moaning and groaning, and I want to draw something to you about him. Look at what Caleb says. He says, let us go up at once. These people just a little while ago started contradicting the goodness of the land. They started saying, no, we can't do it. Many of us, and this is going to come home to a lot of us, when we don't have people, family members that like the way we are, we say, hey, man, you can't roll with me no more. And we cast them aside. When people are not in, in line with what we're doing, say, hey, man, you, I can't deal with you. And we keep going by ourselves. But let's learn the spirit of our brother Caleb. Where even though they were complaining... Even though they didn't see the way he saw, he said, let us, all of us, let's keep going up. That is the spirit of us today. Amen. We're all meant to be climbing up this ladder of success together. There's no point getting there and then finding yourself all alone. No, the greatest leaders in life, the best example, especially of our Lord Jesus Christ, is like this. It's like he lifts everyone else up before him. And he becomes the greatest. Wow. It took me a minute to, to realize that. I always thought that to be the best, I had to do it. I had to be the one in the front and, and everybody behind me. No, now I realize that the greatest leaders, hear me fathers, hear me husbands, pastors and leaders, the greatest leaders are the ones that say, no, everyone goes before me. And see how the Lord just starts Dropping blessings in your life. Dropping health in your life. Man, dropping that wisdom that you need to do the things that you could not do before. Amen? And so now we're in chapter 14, verse 6. And after the people are grumbling, complaining, 
Joshua and Caleb again stand up and said, But Joshua the son of Nun and Caleb the son of Jephunneh, who were among those who spied out the land, tore their clothes. And they spoke to all the congregation of the children of Israel, saying, The land we passed through to spy is an exceedingly good land. Underline that. An abundantly good land. The terminology for you and I would be fantastic. This land is fantastic. Man, this land out there is fantastic. Bridge Church is fantastic. Flagstaff is fantastic. My family is fantastic. Amen? Capture that. Verse 8. If the Lord delights in us. And that word in the Hebrew is like this. It's not if because if means like, well, if perhaps he will. No, no, no. That word should be since or because. It should be like this. Since the Lord delights in us. See how that changes? It's not if. Since the Lord delights in us, then he will bring us into the land and give it to us. A land which flows with milk and honey. Only do not rebel against the Lord, nor fear the people. You see, Caleb? Caleb's attitude was different. He's like, they're just people, man. That wealthy person out there that you admired, man, don't be jealous of that. They all need Jesus. Believe me, that day, when that day comes and we got to leave here, or our Lord comes first, there's only two ways. Either you believe in him or you don't. Either you're going up or you're not. Amen? Have that attitude. When you get in a business deal and you're about to have a meeting with this person that's so admired by others, man, just say, he's just another man just like me. He's just, a, she's just another woman just like me. The difference is Jesus. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. I am more than a conqueror. I am a royal king and priest about to go in this meeting. I am a royal king and priest about to go in this ministry. You see the difference? Verse 9. Only do not rebel against the Lord nor fear the people of the land. For they are our bread. Their protection has departed from them, and the Lord is with them. Do not fear them. You know, fear is the most crippling thing in our life. There's nothing to fear. At the name of Jesus, the Bible says, every knee shall bow. There's something going on in your life, man. Just say, Jesus. You got something in, in nervous in your heart and in, in your emotions, you say, Jesus. Because at the name of Jesus, every knee bows. When you're going to go meet someone and they have cancer or AIDS, you say, in the name of Jesus, be healed. It's time that the manifestation of the sons and daughters of God be now. I declare to you this with great boldness. The Bible says that the earth moans and groans for the manifestation of the sons of God. And I'm declaring to you this now. That that time is right now. You and I are the manifestation of the sons of God. As we walk out there, know that in your heart. Know that in your mind. Amen? We're not just somebody here taking up space, taking up another seat. No, we are the sons and daughters of God. That as you walk out of this room and as you walk out of there, feel the earth trembling underneath your feet. Now is that time and I'm here to encourage you and remind you to take hold of that and just like 
in the story of Joshua and Caleb, there will be those that will doubt. There will be those that contradict. But forget all that. We keep our eyes on Christ and Christ alone. Amen. And so now in closing, I just want to close with a couple of verses. In Matthew 27, 50 and 51, history once again was repeating itself when our Lord Jesus Christ went on the cross. In essence, he was the promised land. He was the one that was making the way for you and I. And as he hung out on the cross right there, one of the last things that he had to say, and he said it loud because he needed everyone to hear it. He said, it is finished. And what was finished? All the sins, all the sickness, all the disease, everything was put on him. And now you and I walk away strong, healthy. Verse 50, and Jesus cried again with a loud voice and yelled up his spirit. Then behold, the veil of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. This veil that at one time separated man from God now was torn in two. And what is that body is? That's his body being torn in two. And now we can come straight to him with great boldness. There's no more separation. And I want us just to close in this verse. And if you would honor me with repeating this verse together. We're going to have it on the screen. It's Hebrews 19. 19.20. Ready? Here we go. Therefore, brethren, having boldness to enter the holiest by the blood of Jesus. By a new and living way which he consecrated for us through the veil which is his flesh you see him being on the cross that was him when the veil was torn in two that was him being torn in two now we can go into the promised land now we have access to all the things that were always being given to us that at one time seemed like it wasn't possible, but now they are possible. At one time we thought, man, I can never be healthy, but now you can. At one time we thought, man, I can never succeed and achieve, but now you can, my friend. Because Christ made the way for you and I. Amen? And so now in closing, I'm just going to say a quick prayer, and then we're going to have our announcements, and then collect our offer. So every head bowed and clo eyes closed, please. Dear Jesus, Lord, I thank you for this moment. I thank you that you have brought your sons and daughters in this place today. To receive, Lord, your goodness. To receive more of your love. Lord, and right now, if there is any man or woman in this place that perhaps at some point has doubted the possibility of changing their life in their family and their marriage Lord right now we cast out those thoughts we declare them to be gone Lord and right now Lord we declare Lord that you put in them now fill them with that great confidence expectation of good that something amazing is going to happen to them Lord 
that as they walk out of this room and head towards 2020, Lord, that they know, man, this year is going to be the best year. Great things are going to happen to me and my family. In the name of Jesus, amen.